Welcome to Bloom Into Your Soul, a podcast for mothers who are mothering themselves as they raise children, reclaim their mental, physical, and spiritual health, and rewrite the story of their life by living from their wholeness and in their essence. I am your host, Jeanette, a mother, poet, highly sensitive, creative, and guide with a deep passion for ending generational cycles and revolutionizing motherhood. Thank you for coming along for the ride. It is my hope that the guests that come into this space, along with insights I share, can awaken your curiosity to reclaim your own life on a mind, body, and soul level. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Bloom Into Your Soul. I am your host, Janeth, and I am so excited that you are here um, in today's, today's episode, I sit down and speak to Anne Margolis, who is a licensed certified nurse, midwife, licensed theme teacher, certified clarity breathwork practitioner, yoga teacher practitioner, and practitioner. She is a third generation guide to mama's birthing babies in her family and has helped thousands of families in her 25 plus year midwifery practice and has personally ushered the birth of over a thousand healthy babies in the world. She has also guided countless human beings to heal from emotional pain, inner stress, and trauma, tap into their strength and power, live fully and vibrantly, and reclaim their radiance, joyfulness, calm, and overall sense of well-being. Through her online childbirth course, Love Your Birth, her online in-person midwifery for pregnancy and postpartum support coaching, her birth professional mentoring, holistic gynecology, clarity work, and yoga theme and theme experience offerings, she infuses wisdom, compassion, inspiration, and joy into the entire process of women's health care from teenage years to menopause, as well as facilitating incredible healing and wellness for both men and women of all ages. Anne is two times number one national and international best-selling author of Natural Birth Secrets, an insider's guide how to give birth holistically, healthily, and safely, and love the experience, and also trauma-released formula, the revolutionary step-by-step program for eliminating effects of childhood abuse, trauma, emotional pain, and crippling inner stress to living in joy without drugs or therapy, both out in second edition. Anne's work and insights and advice have been seen on TV shows and movies, including four episodes of A Baby Story on TLC, Discovery Channel, and the award-winning feature documentary Orgasmic Birth and Human Longevity Project. She has been interviewed for multiple local, national, and international radio programs, shows, and podcasts. And Anne has midwifed mamas and babies for over two decades and guided individuals to birth themselves as healthy and whole human beings capable of immense joy and inner peace. Her clients describe her as 
passionate, sensitive, big-hearted, and playful, and a playful ball of light. When she's not helping mamas around the world, you can find her doing yoga anywhere and everywhere, dancing, ri- riding her bike, paddle boarding, swimming, taking, taking or facilitating powerful growth and healing workshops, enjoying family time and watching comedy and historical drama. Anne is just such an amazing person to have a conversation with. Um, you can tell in my voice how excited I am for you to listen to this episode. This birth trauma and trauma in general is one of the reasons why I show up to do the work that I do for mothers, but usually my drive is behind it all is the children, the babies, and this episode is just one of my many favorite. So I hope that you enjoy and you let me know what you felt moved you and share with me over on Instagram once you're done listening to the episode. I cannot wait to hear. Enjoy the episode. And thank you so much for being on Bloom Into Your Soul. It's such an honor to have you. It's an honor to be here. Can you tell the listeners um, what it is you do? Um, I wear a few hats. <laughs> I am uh, for uh, since 1995 been a very uh, busy um, holistic nurse midwife, and so the, you know helping um, helping moms and babies through that whole journey of of uh, planning a pregnancy, getting, you know, being pregnant, birth, postpartum, and also well-woman gynecology. And, and um, through that, you know, through helping them, I, and also kind of through helping myself, um, I um, became a yoga teacher. I, I, I was always an avid, you know, I practiced yoga, um, but so many of the moms that come to, you know, and their families are stressed out and they don't have a way to, happened and ground and it helps so much with so you know in pregnancy and in birth you know so I I became a teacher and then I you know started um you know incorporating that in how I I help the families in my practice and then um gosh when did it it must have been um I don't even remember how long ago um that I went through something uh really tough one of my daughters had a terminal illness and thankfully she's okay, but it was eight years of, of hell. And, and I had to really midwife myself, you know, and I went to, um, I wasn't feeling right. And I, and I didn't know what was wrong. And um, I stumbled upon, uh, I, you know, I'd done different modalities and actually I ended up um, an integrative psychiatrist said to me, what you have is chronic PTSD you know, it spent an hour and a half with me and, and listened to, you know, what I was saying, you know, coming from childhood and, and different traumas as an adult. And now my daughter being sick and the way to treat that is not through therapy, not through, um, 
uh, all the different things you've been doing, homeopathic remedies and herbs and medication, you know, that's treated, you know, it needs, that's trauma that lives in the body it needs to be released through somatic experience or so, some sort of body experience. And I, I, I was so happy to get a diagnosis, you know, or at least something to know what was going on with me. But what was amazing is that, that soon after that, a friend and um, my friend and I went to a yoga retreat and on that in Costa Rica and on that retreat was a breath worker. Um, who was, uh, and people were raving about sessions with her. Um, so, uh, I mean, this was like 20, <laughs> this was a long time ago. Um, my, um, they were saying, oh my God, like, like, like they felt like tons of trauma energy just left their body and whatever they said, I was like, oh my God, I have to go. So that was the first appointment that like literally saved my life. Um, and, and I became so like, I, I wanted to know what was happening. Like, the, like this, this lady that was, that was guiding me through the session. Cause I knew breath work. I was a yoga teacher. Right. But this was a different type of breath work. And uh, I wanted to know, it was such a powerful experience. I wanted more of it. And I also wanted to know what drugs she gave me because that it felt really like a, a transcendental antibody experience. So she says, no, 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 no drug. You know, it's, 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 this is the type of breath, you know, rebirthing, um, this is the type of breath work. And, and anyway, I needed more of this. So uh, that's, that, you know, fueled my passion also uh, to, to get trained in it because um, so many of the moms in my practice come to me with birth trauma of their own from a previous birth. And or other traumas, you know, one in three women have been sexually abused and, you know, any kind of thing that's a trauma could have been the loss of a parent at a young age. Any kind of emotional upset that they never processed is, is considered like, a, you know, a trauma being, in, you know, having losing somebody in 9-11 or a, being bullied a, 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 as a child. So um, I wanted to help them. And, you know, it's interesting holding space to, to help um, um, a person give birth. It's very similar to holding space for someone to 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 rebirth and heal, right? And release the the, the traumas and pains. They don't have to know the story. It's just it's you know it's just about um, getting into that deep subconscious state and and taking in you know this breath, which has a you know a physical and emotional and spiritual component, energetic component to it. It's very um, you know people can see, say the same things when they when it you know like I can't. Oh, oh my God, what's happening? I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose control. I'm, I'm, I don't like the feelings I'm having. I'm going to die. You know, they say that in, in giving birth and they say that if old traumas, you know, may come up and, and I'm like, I got you, you know, I'm not scared of their fear. You know, I, I, I know how to, you know, it's just emotion. It's just sensation. Breathe into it, relax with it. That's the key to your salvation is to, is sort of just encourage it, love it, bring it on. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's where the healing comes and the release and all that. So um, I, um, so I'm a breath worker as well as a, a midwife. And um, yeah, written books about it. I do it. I practice it, and I I uh, lead sessions, and I've done retreats and and um, all workshops, things like that. And like you said, it all ties together. Like it really does. Yeah, because it really does. Yeah, the, the we're gonna talk about birth trauma today, and and what it is. But I wanted to know um, how did birth trauma impact you? Can you share a bit of your story? 
Sure. Um, so I became a nurse before, you know, obstetric nurse before I became a midwife. So in the 80s, in the 80s, I, late 80s, I was um, working as an obstetric nurse, but also pregnant with my, you know, at some point, you know, after a few years of that, I was pregnant with my first baby. And um, I, that's where I sort of developed fear of birth was in the hospital, you know, because all these people were just walking in and like, I was seeing these horrible things happening, mostly from the interventions that were being done. And I saw way too many, you know, operations, cesareans, and I was very active and I was very afraid of being, having major abdominal surgery and, and, um, you know, I didn't hear of a midwife then we didn't have them in our, in our hospital. So, um, I just went with the doctor and um, I was really scared, you know, and, and I didn't know, you know, we didn't have internet, right? I, I didn't know, like I knew that, you know, uh, I took Lamaze, but I didn't realize that, you know, um, what it was to actually experience how you're treated, right? So I walked in, um, you know, and I got the royal treatment because I was an, a staff person on their staff having a baby, but, you know, told to put on a hospital gown who thinks that's a not, you know, that's like an innocuous thing, but then that like sort of disempowers you and makes, it makes you feel like a patient in person, you know, it's like impersonal, um, like, like a factory, uh, a factory line, um, or that you're sick. Yeah. And, um, and then you're told, I was told like everybody, like I, we tell everybody, you know, you have to be on your back and you can't eat. Yeah. IV, we have to have an IV and you have to be attached to continuous fetal monitoring. And now no animal, I didn't, I didn't know that then, but we know now, I mean, no animal could labor that way, you know? So of course I wasn't laboring normally, right? Um, you put any animal in that situation and labor will stop. So of course I wasn't labor progressing. And, and I heard, and the doctor kept coming in without even asking and giving internal exams to me and saying, oh, and, and walking out, she's still the four, she's still four. And then um, the, the I, heard her, I heard him say to the nurse, my colleague outside, give her a pit. And, you know, most moms don't know what that is, but I know what that is. That's Pitocin. That's a medication to make everything stronger, more intense, more fast. And uh, it has all kinds of, you know, risks to it. And, and I, I didn't want that, you know, so the, the nurse came in, she was about putting it in my IV and I'm like, I don't want that. She, and, and, you know, she meant well, she says, but honey, you don't want a cesarean, do you? And so like, no, you know, I'm vulnerable in that situation. So of course I know I don't want a cesarean, you know, so she gave me the pit. And of course my Lamaze went out the window. I, then I became, I, I couldn't cope with it. Um, it was much more painful and intense. And then they had to give me an epidural and, um, then my baby's heart rate immediately dropped. So that caused the crisis that I didn't wanna have in the first place, which was an emergency cesarean. So I was whisked off and I see all these panicked eyes around me and you know everyone's dressed in that, you know, and looking like, like uh, someone's gonna die. Um, and, and I was rushed into the operating room and um, then everybody left me alone. So I was waiting to be operated on and no, like I was looking at the clock, you know, I know that when my, when a baby's heart rate is that low, they have 10 minutes to get my baby out. Right. And no one was monitoring my baby and no one was coming in. So then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing 10 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hours already on my baby's damaged. I'm, I'm out of, you know, and then my baby's dead. It was, it was, it was an hour. 
where I don't know, some miraculous, the epidural took effect and, and, and my body started pushing. So I'm screaming for help. And the doctor comes in in a panic. They were waiting for the assistant surgeon who never came. And, you know, here I am thinking I'm in a hospital. I'm supposed to be safe. My baby's supposed to be safe. Right. Well, so they, they he cuts a big episiotomy. He's screaming, grab me a vacuum. And he vacuums her out. And I left my body. Yeah. That's a normal trauma response. It happens in rape and accidents and all, you know, it happens with that. We study, we study trauma from, you know, we learn, we learned trauma. We started studying research on trauma started with the VAs coming back from the war vet, you know, the, the vet war in the sixties. But um, we also study a lot of trauma through uh, animals, how they behave. And it's, a, but we have that same reptilian brain. We have the same trauma response, you know, and um, so free fight, flight, fight, flight, or freeze and, and, you know, disassociate. You're just disassociated. You left your body. It's almost like, um, you're floating. Uh, what? It's almost like you're floating. Well, like for an animal, for example, if an animal is going to be eaten by, by a tiger, like the deer is going to be eaten by a tiger. If the deer either is going to run it's not going to fight because they'll lose. So, so if it has no chance of running, it's going to freeze. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it plays dead and, and it le it's almost anesthetized. If the tiger eats it alive, it won't feel it as much. Um, it, it, it really, the organs shut down so that, so that the, um, it, the tiger uh, will think it's dead and we'll go look for another animal for tomorrow's dinner because it knows it has this one. And that's the tiger's last chance to escape, the, the deer's last chance to escape, and then it will run. But all animals, when they get out of that trauma, they just shake it off. They just, they just shake and then they resume being in the parasympathetic calm alert state. And you know that, that stress response doesn't stay in the body, right? But anyway, I didn't know I had birth trauma. I was just out of my body. I didn't want to see my baby. And, and, and they're like, look at your baby. She's fine. And I, I was just, I had, I was so, um, some, I, something really happened to me there. I mean, I was, I was traumatized, right? And, and so then, you know, now I'm looking back, the hospital misdiagnosed my baby's fetal distress in the first place. But that's a whole other thing. Cause how could she be fine if, her, if they were saying her heart rate was dangerously low? But, but, um, but that, that whole experience and, and, you know, my, my, you know, my symptoms afterwards were classic PTSD and um, now what they're calling birth trauma, which happens to about 45% of, of women giving birth in the United States. It's, it's staggering. It's staggering. So, so that fueled my, um, you know, seeing what I was seeing in the hospital and my, my visceral experience of birth trauma fueled my um, passions to like, we got to do something to prevent this. You know, we got it. We got So, so my friend um, uh, had said to me, did you ever think of becoming a midwife? And I literally said, what's that? <laughs> I really didn't know. This was, you know, in the eighties and, and she's, you know, but, but she's, she said, go to the library and recently, you know, so I went to the library and I was like, oh my God, I'm home, you know, like, and I went to midwifery school and I graduated in 95 and, and I'm really, that's my passion is really to prevent birth trauma in the first place, but if it's there to help people heal. Right. So for those of us who have no idea what trauma could look like, like besides leaving the body, what are some of the things for, for those of us who have already given birth 
um, how can we identify that we've had birth trauma? Birth trauma? Like for what, mothers or for babies? For mothers first, and then we can dive into the babies. So um, mothers can have um, terrible anxiety. They can have nightmares. They can have um, recurring thoughts of the birth. They can be triggered into a stress fight or flight response. If they see anything that reminds them of a birth, if they see a pregnant woman, if they see a new baby, if they see somebody wearing something that looks like someone was in the, I'm just saying like, like they can easily get triggered in, you know, and having panic attacks, um, uh, insomnia and really feel out of sorts, like something's really wrong with them. And people, you know, and the worst thing that people say, well, meaning is what's the matter? you had a healthy birth and a healthy baby you know, and, and um, so the, uh, there's, a, it's been the trauma of a birth is very similar to the trauma somebody feels after being raped. And it's been coined that way from, you know, by, you know, there's, there's organizations like the World Health Organization and improve, you know, it's called obstetric violence. It's very intimate. It's, it, you know, it's done, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of, you know, high um, peak emotions going on. Things are done without consent you know, life or death. Um, and so it has a lot of the similar, you know, reactions, you know, and it can, it trauma can also cause, um, you know, all sorts of, you know, physical, if it's not resolved, it can cause physical ailments, but, but usually it's, it's that disassociation, not feeling right, you know, recurrent anxiety and re recurrent intrusive thoughts of, of the situation, not wanting to talk about it, not wanting to go near it because it triggers, you know, any, any kind of reminder of it. And, and, and it's a problem sometimes with bonding because, because um, anytime you look at your baby, you remember, and then that's that triggered response again. And then you feel guilty because you should love, you know, you want to love your baby and you want her, the baby to be a, a positive association for you, you know? So people have different, um, I would say, uh, expressions of it, but I would say that's, that's in general, you know, the common, you know, how it can commonly uh, express itself. And Night terrors and... Uh-huh. And, and what about the babies? How would it express itself? And the babies. Well, okay, so so yeah, babies are fully. We know now from neuroscience and embryology and you know psychology and neurobiology. You know, we, there's a lot of research to 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 now that documents that babies are fully conscious in in the womb. You know, you know, like just how we knew. You know, when you smoke a cigarette, it affects the baby, right? When you take this medication, it affects the baby. There are medications, there are viruses that actually, you know, will cause horrible, you know, terrible harm for the baby. So it makes sense that if a mom if, is feeling intense stress, like inside, not what's going on outside, you know, because people could have a very, uh, looks like appearingly, a, a, what, on appearance, a very calm life, but inside they're in a hell of trauma and stress and, you know, uh, ang angst. And, but, but so, you know, people can be living in a very, uh, what appears to be a lot of stress, but inside they know how to, you know, they're in calm, they're Zen, right? So um, the happy emotion, that the hormones of happiness, the hormones of joy and calm and laughter cross the placenta into the baby, just like the hormones of stress and fear and terror 
and 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 you know all the you know depression and all, all you know so so um the placenta is just you know the, the, those those emotions have biochemicals that mm-hmm. cross over right forget energy i mean we, we all you know uh, there's a lot of um you know talk about the you know they, they they get the vibes of energy which is not just biochemistry but um thinking how you know routine you know i mean one percent it's growing but um of of people are having home births in the united states that means 99 percent it's growing but 99 percent are having births in the hospital so so the typical birth in the hospital is that uh, you know moms come in and um, a lot of times they're given medications to like they did with me make the contractions stronger uh, induce labor so their baby wasn't ready to be born yet and they they cause the, the the you know these medications are you know given to them to given to the moms which cross over to the baby to bring labor on the water is broken, so suddenly the um, you know the the uh, amniotic fluid is just gone, right? Um, sometimes uh, little electrodes are put on their head to monitor the heart rate. You know, there's things that are just done, uh, routine procedures that are done, um, and then there's drugs given so mom can deal with the pain of all that. That crosses in to the baby, and I've I've seen adults express that in healing that they that you know that 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 happened to them that their body, um, and and it came to them that that was what was going on right, um, uh, forceps, uh, vacuum, you know what's that like you know um, uh, as soon as the baby's born into you know so it's dark and 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 warm next to mama's heartbeat. And it's quiet, muffled sounds. And as soon as baby's born, there's loud noise, there's bright lights. Ba- uh, babies are handled in a non-trauma sensitized way. So people, m- most people, even if they're well-meaning, they're not sensitive to the fact that the baby's very alert and conscious of what's going on. Tubes are put down their, 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 uh, their, their respiratory, you know, tra- the upper respiratory tract to suction out the breast, the, the lung fluid. Um, bulb syringe is stuck in their mouth. To, uh, you know, they're put antibiotics in the eyes so they can't. You know, they suddenly, you know, not they're they they can not really see what's what's going on. And you know, they're they're handled in certain ways. Um, you know, there's different newborn procedures. So uh, taken away from mother and put into a nursery with a lot of other screaming babies. I mean, it's just bright lights. Like there's so much that's just happening in normal birth. I mean, just think, what is that like for a person who's a human coming from the womb and into the world, right? So if you take, if, if, if people are trauma sensitive, because the baby has a very sensitive you know, psychological developmental system, Right. And they're they're very um, and, and, and we're not even talking about circumcision or if there's a complication that where they need to be uh, resuscitated or they have to go, you know, into the intensive care, because that's a whole other, you know, uh, level of of um, invasive stuff going on. And even if it's necessary, it can be done in a trauma sensitive way. Right. So just take the difference of that situation. And let's say if someone is going to a midwife or having a a natural birth or a home birth or a birth in a birthing center, it's going to be very relaxed. 
dim light. There's no intervention. The mom goes into labor when she goes into labor, when the mom and baby are ready, you know, the water breaks on its own. Um, she's having a natural labor. Babies can handle, moms can handle a natural labor. It's just, you know, and then, you know, it is, it is a big event for the baby to be born, but the baby's born and placed on mom's chest, right? And just skin to skin. And, and there's no poking and prodding and the lights are dim, right? And, and, and that baby doesn't leave the mom. You know, even if the baby needs to be examined, it can be done with the mom there. So, you know, there's a lot of love and, and um, it's just, it's just human, you know, human compassion for the mom and the baby in that situation. And that enough is just so healing. And that prevents a lot of the birth trauma that's been, you know, that, that from, you know, a few generations of a birth in the United States. Um, I mean, you could just see that. Can you just see the difference? Yeah. It, uh, the birth, the difference for me, it felt like safety is one of them and fear is the other, like in the baby, putting myself in a baby's position, safety would be staying close to mom. And how beautiful is to transition into the world like that? Yeah. Well, so that's, so all the babies in my practice, that's how they transition. And now if no, sometimes, you know, sometimes complications happen and emergencies occur. And I have to, let's say, for example, I have to resuscitate a baby, right? Uh -huh. And not, here's another thing, what's done routinely in hospitals, despite all the evidence of, against it is babies born, a third of the baby's uh, blood, cord blood, uh -huh. baby's blood backs up into the placenta during pushing. And after birth, that third of the baby's blood supply, which is a, equivalent to a hemorrhage no one sees, cords cut immediately. So this, the babies go, you know, it's like their air and their oxygen was just taken away. That's how they're breathing through the cord. I see it all the time. You know, when I do hospital shifts and the cords, um, you know, especially after a cesarean birth, because we midwives, we can, in New York, we can first assist at, at the cesarean and those cords are, you know, I, I speak about gentle cesarean all the time, but some doctors, they'll just cut right away. And you see the baby, it's just, uh, you know, they're, they're, now they need to be resuscitated. But all the stud, you know, the studies and research are now saying, you know, who, who invented this cord, you know, cutting the cord? That third of the blood supply needs to go back to the baby. It helps the baby get oxygen and blood volume and nutrients and, and stem cells and antibodies. So it can, you know, not just transition into life outside the womb, but, but uh, long-term, right? Long-term health. So that's huge, right? So we're not cutting cords at home. So we don't have to resuscitate many babies. The babies, you know, and we're not giving drugs. Um, so, so it's just a whole different experience in an out of hospital or birthing center uh, type of environment. You know, that, that's a big one. So um, what made me think of that? You had just, uh, I don't remember what you just asked me. <laughs> the but, but, but it, it's just like a whole different, it, it's just a whole different experience, right? So, so even, oh, I know, even if there's a complication, like I have to resuscitate a baby, I'm talking to the baby, the baby, you know, they don't, they don't speak English, but they have nonverbal, they get the vibe, they get the vibe, you know, so, you know, we're, we're saying, we're talking to the baby, we, you know, we got the baby's name, if there's a name, you know, come on, we're just trying to help, I know it's hard, you've been through a hard you know, you're going through a hard thing, but come back. And, you know, it's the way you, it's the way you handle, you know, even in an exam in pregnancy, before I put my hands on that mom's belly, 
I, I ask the baby, I tell the baby what I'm doing. You know, it's just, it's just, um, you know, babies here. They may not understand, but they get the vibe. They get, they, you know, and I, and I rub the, you know, the mom's belly where the back is and the baby's head and the butt. And, you know, I, I just t tell the baby what I'm doing. And, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it's a soft sort of, um, I, I'm, it, how do I explain it? it? It's a trauma sensitive way to provide care so that the baby's entrance into the world, so that the mom's experience of giving birth is as, you know, healthy to me means not just a beating heart and a breathing person, but mind, body, heart, spirit, energy, you know, experience as possible, right? Because these, these traumas can linger and uh, cause dis-ease later on in life. Mm -hmm. And they're not resolved. Right. So with it, so for a baby, for example, will be jerky and startly, very easy, hard to settle. You know, people say, oh, my baby is just colicky, you know, and they blame it on gas. Well, sometimes it's gas, but but a lot of times, you know, especially babies that come out of intensive care, you know, they're just they have a, a they're so used, you know, they're, they're just constantly being prodded and poked and bright lights and, and they just have a, a much more of a. Uh, a startle, a startle, a fussiness, uh, hard to, not consolable. Uh -huh. um, they're, they're not at peace, you know, and, and um, that's a baby that needs, you know, can be guided to heal. There's so much healing. There's so much resources for that, but, you know, just holding that baby skin to skin, being close to mom and dim lights and, sh you know, slow, soft, quiet noise, and just telling the baby you're safe, you're okay, I'm with you now, you had a hard time, you know, just acknowledging and just talking to the baby that way. Um, it's the best we can do. So we don't have to come as adults and have to deal with all the trauma from our births. Right, right, because I feel like uh, a huge part of our, gen our society is dealing with trauma because of the way we entered into the world, yep. And so when you talk about how sometimes uh, we need interventions and you said for the baby, like you tell it what you're doing, you're explaining to the baby, like what about- And acknowledging that, wow, this is tough. It might be this is scary not to be able to breathe. Well, I'm here to help you, you know, like, like just, just reassure, reassuring the baby. Mm -hmm. I've got this, I've got you, come, come back. You know, it's safe to be here. You know, whatever whatever comes into my mind at that time, depending on the situation. What about for the mothers? Like, what are things that we can do differently oh. to prepare ourselves to not have such experience? Like, how can we birth in our power? Basically, yeah. Well, that's why I created my online Love Your Birth course and wrote my book, Natural Birth Secrets, in the second edition. It's all you know. It's all about that. Take back, oh, take back your birth, you know, get informed, get educated about, about what, you know, what's going on in your body and what's to expect from modern medicine and, and make a, you know, what are the, the 50 different interventions that are going to be, you know, done to you, you know, if you don't speak up mm -hmm. and, and, you know, develop this mindset shift and this, and this empowerment that, wait, this is my body. This is my birth. They are not my authority as a hospital and the staff and the midwives and the doctors. I have a right, a legal right to say, I want this, or I don't want this, 
right? It, it's not, um, and, and, you know, uh, planning in advance, preparing in advance, like I, I, this is, you know, deep into my course, but, uh, you know, making a, a plan of what you want um, and discussing it with your provider, and you'll see, am I in alignment with my provider and my setting, or maybe I need to switch providers and settings, right? So, so um, you can you can be in a place with a provider that will give you the kind of care, you know. Like I don't just like, for example, no provider should just come in and 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 come in and do an internal exam without asking the mother's consent. First of all, she may not want an exam. It's not even necessary, these routine exams uh, in pregnancy, you know? And so this is a, dis everything is a discussion. You know, I would recommend some blood tests, you know, even in the beginning of pregnancy. So do you want me to do it? Do you want, you want me to use, uh, we could do it here or I could give you a prescription. You know, these are the tests we're doing. I, I want, I want, it's collaborative. I'm not the boss. I have expertise. I have training, but I'm not the boss. She's the boss. The mother, the person giving birth or having pregnancy is a is the boss. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is the time where we test for this, you know, this is the pros, these are the cons, you know, because a lot of the tests are elective. Some people don't want genetic testing and they don't want screening for Down syndrome. And some people want it, you know, it, it's, it's um, not, we're going to do this to you. Yeah. Right. So, it, so it's more collaborative. So that gets more um, like in birth, you know, it's important if someone is going into a hospital, they need an advocate like a doula, you know, because and to have a plan really written out because a mom doesn't need to tell me, you know, I don't want an IV. I don't want an episiotomy. I, I, I don't want, you know, routinely. I, I don't want clamp my cord, you know, right away. I don't want to be in do, you know, it because they know that I don't practice that way. You know, if it's needed, it's then it's then we have a discussion. Okay, I say this is what's going on. This is what I recommend. These are the pros, these are the cons, or you could do nothing and we'll see. You know, so it's a, it's it's collaborative. The only time I and they know this, they know me. You know, the only time I ever have to do something quick without any consent, but they they agree beforehand before hiring me is if there's an emergency. Then I got to act. I save somebody's life. Right. I don't have to say, oh, your baby's not breathing. Is it OK if I, um, you know, do some resuscitation? Right. So so if you're hemorrhaging. Uh, is it OK if I deal with that? You know, I just have to I have to deal with this. But but usually everything is non-urgent. It's a discussion. And that that mom needs to feel it's her body. It's her birth. She has the power to make these decisions. I'm not her boss. She's her boss. You know, and the more that that you know, people know to take responsibility for their life, for their health, for their birth. Um, you know, it's it's very empowering. It's life changing. You know how how that impacts um, your well being aside from preventing trauma. It impacts both the mother and the baby. Mother and the baby. Yeah. 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 And you know, look, uh, like like the, it, birth is is you know especially it's a big, it's a big deal. It's a peak life experience. It can be the most beautiful, um, like, um, transformative experience of your life that you will treasure forever. Even if it's painful, even if there's challenge, there's ecstasy. It's just like how, you know, running the marathon or, or, or you know, doing something really, it's, it's very hard, but you could do it and you find your strength. And if you're treated with respect, with compassion, with support, 
you know, and, and, uh, you know, honoring your self-authority, like this is what's going on. But if, you know, if we do this and that, it might help with this and that. And they could say, I don't want that, or I want that. And it's, that's their decision. So then they're okay with the things that we have to do, or we don't, you know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's not forced on them. Right. Yeah, definitely agree. And, and when the mother does have trauma that they need to work through um, and the babies are experiencing trauma, how would you, um, how can we help them through that process? No, that's my other book. Okay, well, <laughs> um, yeah, no, the trauma release formula. Yeah, so I'm contacted because I have this huge following on Instagram, right? And, and social media and Facebook and all this. So I'm contacted around the world um, by people around the world uh, who, who have birth trauma, like countless times. I, I can't tell you how many times, not just in my practice, you know, people coming to me from another practice in person. I'm talking about people online are mm -hmm. contacting me. So, um, no th therapy is not going to help that. So we, you know, my, my training and expertise is, is using the breath work. So we will, you know, for a mom, for example, um, we will, it's not about the story. You know, she can, we can have a session to, to process. I tell her to read my trauma release formula book because that will give her an idea of what we're doing. Um, uh, they're both out in second edition it's on amazon or elsewhere you know um but um we talk about we talk about the story but i want to encourage her to re um, realize that that the trauma is in her body and it just needs to it needs to be you know processed and released and through through the body so we what i use and what i and, and so it's 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 a trauma informed sort of breath work incorporates a lot of somatic experience you know peter levine is the father of trauma um, research and healing and somatic experience um so we, we use a lot of that in this in the breathwork sessions and um the the basic you know the basis is learning how to breathe in this way you know the guided sessions learning how to breathe in this way and then um we use a lot of um you know, the power of visualization and, and intention. So for example, it's not like, I want to heal my trauma. I want to feel free. I want to feel joy. I want to feel calm. I, right. So, so inhale, calm, exhale, free, inhale, let exhale, go inhale, let go, let God exhale, you know, you, you know, not like I want to, um, not be anxious, right? So we're, we're, it's very powerful when you bring that in because we're going into the subconscious. And the, so part of it is learning how to breathe in a certain way. And the other part is le learning how to embrace all the sensations and noises and movements that are happening in your body. Just let them happen. Even, some will hurt, some will not, some will feel good, some will don't. And just trust the process that your body is doing whatever it needs to do to to heal i've had people go through experiences where they actually go through certain motions to sort of work it out and 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 the shaking it's very normal it's normal to have like sort of tingling and 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 you know there's all sorts of normal sensations but they will release and whatever's released if they if they embrace whatever you know like oh cool i feel you know a pressure in my heart you know 
I'm going to have a heart attack. So I'm going to say, no, you're not having a heart attack. It's safe to breathe. It's safe to feel, you know, so it's a midwifing that person. So we have, you know, sometimes people just need a few sessions. It's not like years of therapy, right? It shaves years of therapy. And, and it's amazing. People just say, wow, like they feel, they feel like free, like, like someone just put down 3000 tons of bricks. Yes. Right. So, so healing, healing the adult is, is, is with the breath work, the baby it's, it's, it's actually, um, if you get it at the baby stage, um, it's, it's, a, it's a bit easier, you know, some, sometimes, yeah. So uh, sometimes that's all that's necessary, you know, sometimes cranial sacral or, you know, there's other sort of other modalities that, that can be needed, but um, sort of allowing the baby and validating what the baby went through and allowing the baby to tell the baby story. Uh-huh. We've there are therapists who specialize this is in my book, but there, there's a, a very trauma informed midwife, Karen Strange. I think on her website, she has amazing resources of therapists um, who specialize also in healing for the baby. I don't remember. I don't know where we cut off. Well, we were just talking about how our the babies can work through it through cranial sacral therapy and other modalities. Other modalities, but but really just calm, skin to skin, dim lights, soothing voice, reassuring, validating the baby. Baby's not a bad baby because it's fussy, yeah. you know, or, or 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 colicky or hard to settle. That baby is telling a story and just needs lots of love and and to work it out. And the worst thing that we can do to anyone. Uh, who is having um, an emotional experience is, you know, encourage them to repress it, Mm -hmm. stop it, bury it, deny it, escape it, numb it, right? That, 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 then it's not going to get processed. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to come out later in problems, (laughs) right? Yeah. And in the adult life, and then I feel like that's, that's harder to see then. Yeah. But, but I'm just saying that, 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 I mean, I w- I've had abuse as a child myself and I've had adult, you know, uh, certain other adult traumas besides my birth. And, and I've, I've, this stuff is gold, this breath work. Um, I, the fact that like, like feeling that I was healed, you know, from it, it's gone. Like I, I have to share this with everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, I, there was no way I thought I would be able to heal all that. But it's possible. And, and, you know, there's people that have way more trauma than that. And it, it, it's possible. Uh-huh. It's not a life sentence. Right. Thank you so much for all the insight that you shared with us today. Is there anything else that you feel like we need to circle back to or we need to touch on that you feel like is really important for us to know? Prevention is the first thing, you know, prevention you know, but how, how, think about how you want to bring your baby into the world for you and your baby, you know? So that, that's, I, that's my course, my love your birth course and my, and my natural birth secrets book. That's, that's, if, if, if you prepare and educate and empower yourself, you can, you know, prevent a lot of this stuff. And then, um, you know, that, you know, if this, if, if you feel that this happened to you, you know, there's resources, there's, you know, you can always, re- people can reach out to me or, or there's, you know, work with, you know, I'm not the only one. There's, there's trauma, there's people, bre- breath workers that deal with trauma that are uh, pretty much around the world. 
you know, but it can be done online, but I'll tell you something funny. Somebody flew out to me from Australia. I'm not joking to do 20. She did 20 sessions with me. I'm like, what do you need to come out from Australia to New York? Like, you know, she's like, she read my book, uh, trauma release formula. And she just related to it. But, but anyway, I, I said, there are breath workers in Australia, you know, whatever she connected, but I'm just saying um, it can be done online. Um, it can be done in person and there are breath workers around the world. You just have to look them up and see who you vibe with. They have to be, um, you know, uh, I like clarity breath work because it's, it's, um, I think it's very, has a bit more of a feminine, um, approach, very supportive yogic and it's trauma informed, very into the somatic experience and, and, um, and incorporates a lot of the modalities so that, you know, you can look them up online. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to add, like, for anyone to find, like, a practitioner, someone who they feel honors their wishes, and, and someone I feel like how you are mirroring to the mothers to trust themselves, like, to trust their body, I feel like that's something that and to own their body, like own it, own, own. That's your body, your birth, your yeah. baby. I feel like that's what I came came through to me from the way that you approach birth, um, for women to trust their body, and, and you just that. like your um, just like your lungs are breathing. Like you have to think, are my lungs breathing? Like I'm talking not someone who has asthma or you know some issue illness in the lungs, but like a healthy lungs breathe. You don't have to think about it. You don't think about your healthy heart beating. Your body knows how to birth. It's it's a it, it, your body was designed to birth, mm -hmm. right? So we trust it. Mm -hmm. And and the most of the work that I do with people is to help them remember what they forgot. It was just a, you know for the vast majority of history we've been birthing or we wouldn't have been here. You know, and in the early in the mid 1900s, you know, we started interfering when 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 birth was moved to hospitals and obstetricians took over the whole the whole thing. But but um, in much of the world still birth is happening at home. Mm -hmm. Still happening. It's it's part of it's just normal part of life yeah. on the farm you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you so much. I have uh, two like questions that I like to ask uh, just to wrap up the conversation and on a little lighter note if you don't have anything else that you want us to um know if you don't have anything else that you want to share prevent, prevent. to prevent <laughs> yes yes okay. anyway um one of them is what is lighting you up what is lighting me up these days yes what is lighting you up these days I, what lights me up is, is, is because I hate social media. <laughs> I'm off it. I'm off the news. I'm off social media. What lights me up is using it and reaching out to like all the, like I have, I have such a huge following and people are, you know, are responding and, and, and telling me, you know, it lights me up that I, you know, I'm changing to change, change a life, to, to, to inspire, to prevent this, right? One birth, one mom, one family at a time, that lights me up when I get these love notes that, you know, 
wow, you changed my life. Like I, I, you know, I had this woman, I had this woman from Nicaragua. Well, she, her, she's from the States, but her, her work was in Nicaragua, her husband's work. And she was in a, a very rural area and there was no option other than this obstetrician who didn't know anything about natural birth. And all he did, did was inductions and cesareans and very highly medicated birth. And she took my course and she was like, I want to, you know, she was educated and empowered and went to him and said, um, I want a natural birth. I want you to sit there and do nothing. <laughs> I want you to don't disturb it with it's going well, just be there in case. And he's like, I don't do that. I don't even know what that is. And I'm not trained that way. And she educated him and he did it. And she sent me this video of this a most beautiful natural birth and the doctor was in tears it not it not just changed her life to have this birth this way but just think of the ripple effect that will have on the other women that this that this uh, doctor cares for that lights me up that's how we make change when when we empower w women to speak up and their families to speak up for what they want and that's how we make change Right. Um, also lights me up is is I do Dr. Joe Dispenza's med walking meditation almost daily in my yoga practice and dancing. And I love to laugh. I have a lot. My grandchildren light me up, you know, my family, my kids and their and their spouses. I have a lot of the beauty of the world. I just have to be off the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love all of those. I love all of those. I love that you know that the, all of those things light you up, and I'm I'm just I'm tear eyed because to me, to for someone to see all the things that lights them up, it's such a beautiful thing. I'm one of those people that just like going out in nature and looking at a leaf and the way that its texture is and the colors in it, it yeah. lights me up. Good <laughs> nature. Oh my god, yeah, the beauty of nature. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And our last one is um, our last. It's a silly one, but I love I like it. Silly. It likes me. It, it lets me know a little more about my guests. And it's if you were an animal, what animal would you be, and why? I have three. You have three. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Well, um, part of me is a, a dolphin. Um, I I love just. I, I think. I mean, like when they say, "What's your spirit animal?" Three come to mind. Something about the playfulness of the dolphin, the smoothness of which they just go, you know, they're one with the water because I'm very attached to water. Like I just, I'm turned on by water, being in it, seeing it, natural, natural water. And, um, and dolphins are very um, intelligent creatures and they doula each other. So when one dolphin's in, in labor, another female dolphin will um, be with it. And they like to play and perform and be silly. And, you know, even, even in not, I'm not talking about the ones who are trained, like in the wild, you know, I, you know, I, I, we, I've been in boats where they like to follow the, the, the boat and they like to, you know, do all their, uh, they're just, they're just, they have fascinating animals. They're very healing. A lot of people that have all sorts of illnesses will, will swim with dolphins and will get that sort of, um, energy from them and heal heal from all kinds of ailments that's one another is um the howler monkey <laughs> i love well first of all the, the, I, they're crack me up and i go to costa rica a lot um and they they're i'm very agile and i like to climb and and do all kinds of um you know the, i love they're, they're just very smooth and how they they're they 
they jump from tree to tree and they baby wear and they and they're breastfeeding and it's no big deal. And I, I, you know, I see them in the trees just living their life. They also have a sense of humor. So when a lot of people just like look up at them and and, um, you know, wow, look at those monkeys, <laughs> they'll throw things out, down. They're just they're funny. They're, they're funny. And then the other one is a bird. Oh. Like, like some sort of a big, um, I don't know, a no, big, beautiful seagull or, 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 or pelican oh. or, or hawk, you know, just um, flying free because we're all free spirits. And, and, you know, just to be able to be free is, and, 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 uh, and fly, you know, fly on a, on a physical, but also on a more of a meta, how do I like, um, an allegorical or you know that we should all be free to be ourselves be who we are and and um those are the three i love all of them and it's crazy because for me i would be a bird too so oh, really? I, Why? I would the freedom of just being everywhere on my own time yes the ease it's just so beautiful and graceful how they fly. I could just watch, yeah, like when, when you're at the beach and you just watch like, or anywhere when you just watch how they, you know, they just glide through and then formation and they form formations. And why I like monkeys is they're, they're community animals. They yeah. live in a pack. Yeah. And I, I like to have my tribe, my pack. Yeah. I think we all need. Community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. For being here i really appreciate it it really lit me up to Aww. be in conversation with you thank you thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode there are so many other episodes coming your way with so much goodness and so much value so don't forget to subscribe